0: Is my Bible. Say, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise tonight. He's worth it. Amen. Amen. Man, what is today? The 21st? <laughs> how, how many guys started on the first? Yeah. How many guys started on the second? Sucks to be you. <laughs> okay. That's so just been waiting all day to say that. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's doing great things, isn't he? God's doing great things. Amen. Yeah, he's worthy. Come on, let's give him a big praise offer.
1: Man,
0: I'm gonna get I'm gonna get right in here, and, and we're gonna put some scripture up. Uh, I want you to open your Bible if you've got it, because I want you to underline and circle stuff. And if you don't write in your Bible, write in your neighbor's cage. Just grab it and circle stuff. But Luke 5:17, we're gonna start there. And we'll read it and amplify it. It says, "One of those days, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come from every village and town of Galilee and Judea." and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present with him to heal them. And behold, some men were bringing on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed, and they tried to carry him and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him in with a stretcher through the tiles (laughs) into the midst in front of Jesus. And when he saw their confidence in him springing from their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason and question and argue, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, knowing their thoughts and questionings, answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk about? But, so that you'll know the Son of God has the power and of authority and the right on earth to forgive sins, He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, Arise, pick up your litter, And go to your own house. And instantly the man stood up before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went away to his house, recognizing and praising and thanking God. And overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy seized them all. And they recognized and praised and thanked God, and they were filled with and controlled by reverential fear. And they kept saying, We have seen wonderful and strange and incredible and unthinkable things today. Amen. Got it. Let's talk about it. Let's go back to that first verse. Uh, it was one of those days as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come from every village in town. They have a conference. OK, people would come in from all over the place. People would come in, people would come in from all over the place to listen to Jesus teach. And there was quite a crowd and quite a stir. And if you read this account, I think it's in Mark, you know, uh, it it was just, it was jam-packed full. And a lot of people, a lot of people that were there, just remember, a lot of them were there to argue with him. And you got these guys, and most of us were familiar with the story, you got these guys that are bringing somebody that needs him. And a lot of times, the guy who needs him most can't get in because of the people that would rather argue taking up all the space. And it created quite a problem. But here, here's what's crazy is that the power of the Lord was present with him to heal them. The power of the Lord. Everybody say the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord. You know, we've been talking how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost power. And he went about doing good, healing all. And when Jesus was there, the power of the Lord was present with him. The power of the Lord was present with him. The power of the Lord was present with him. Him, the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord, I'm telling you, the power of the Lord is present with you. Right? And it was, it, But it was present with Him to heal them. That what He carried wasn't for Him, it was for them. It, it wasn't for Him, but it was for them. Right? Look at your neighbor say, it, it was for them. You've got some thems in your world that God has anointed you with Holy Ghost power, and you're carrying some stuff, and it ain't really for you, but it's for for them. It's the power of the Lord. If you don't, if you don't recognize the power of the Lord in your life, it's not just messing up your world, but it's messing up theirs. Because you are carrying it not for you, but for them. And if you don't get it to them, then them's gonna one day be kinda of upset with you. When they find out that what they needed you had, but you didn't know you had it, it's gonna be a little bit irritating to them. Hello? Come on now. Here, here's the deal. Is that the power of the Lord, the power of the Lord. See, how you see the Lord really impacts your life with God. You know, if you don't, if you don't see the Lord as a provider, you know, he was talking about, you know, Jehovah Jireh, um, Jehovah Jireh, and that name, Yireh, really, it really means provision shall be seen provision shall be seen remember when uh uh, who was it that was sacrificing his son abraham right took his son up to sacrifice his son and he said you know we're going to go up and worship and you guys wait here (laughs) he's taking his son up to sacrifice him and he says to the guys with him you guys wait here we're going to the mountain to worship well that's quite a worship service isn't it especially if you're the son Right. They've taken you up and, 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 you know, and he said, but we will be back. Yeah, and, so, uh, you know, just just one side note, one thought. Uh, uh, and just to remind you of it, you I'm sure you know it. But what a lot of people call sacrifice, we call worship. It's not a sacrifice to serve God. It's not I said it's not a sacrifice to serve God. If your mindset, see, if that's how you see it, then you're missing the, the, the great benefit of living God life. It's not a sacrifice to separate yourself from worldly, uh, you know, thinking and worldly living. It, it's, it's worship. You know, I, Romans 12 in the message, it says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your everyday life. You're eating, you're sleeping, you're going to work and present that as an offering to God. Because that's the best way you can worship God. It, it's not just realize that this God thing that God's called you to. It, it's, it's not a sacrifice. Man, it's a blessing. Come on. You've got to deal with that, that demon that's lying to you all the time. It tells you if you serve God, all of a sudden you're some kind of a wimped out loser. You know, if you don't think it takes anything to serve God, if you think that's kind of a sissy's way out, you ought to try living for God for 90 days. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Cause you know what? It takes some stuff, don't it, to, to live for God, to do it His way. You know, Matthew six thirty three. It says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His way of doing and being right. Then everything else will be added to you." Seek first His way of doing and being right. You try doing it God's way. You try being right God's way. And I'm telling you something: you're going to you're going to have to develop some strength because you know He 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 just ain't real weak about some of this stuff, right? And uh, you know, I I just got to tell you something: that uh, you have what it takes to win and succeed. But you've, you've got to see it. And here's Abraham, and he's going he, to sacrifice his son, and he calls it worship, and he's up there just about ready. And, and you know, the, the angel of the Lord stops him, and they find, a, you know, the ram in the thicket, and, and, and that's the place where that name came out, where, it, you know, from the, he was introduced to Jehovah Jireh, provision shall be seen. Let me just tell you something. If you're not seeing a lot of provision in your life, It's not that God isn't a provider, it's that you're blind to provision. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. If you're not seeing prosperity, and I'm not talking about just money, it's going to include it, but it's not limited. Don't limit prosperity to dollars and cents. Man, I I tell you what, prosperity is going to impact every every arena of your life, and if you're not seeing it, then what you got to do is ask God for some insight, revelation, and understanding, so that you can see what God has provided for you. Right? Health, healing, healing is not something you got to hope He does. He already did it. Right? You you got to see it. If you don't see God as a healer, man, you, you probably ain't carrying much healing around with you. You know, and you, and you get up to people who are in need of healing, and you're saying, well, now, I just, you know, I don't want to get your hopes up. Well, if that's how you feel, if, if, if I ever need prayer, don't expect me to call you. And please don't call me. Why? Well, because I know God's a healer. You're never going to talk me out of it. You, you will never convince me that God's will is not to heal them all. He he was the power, the power was present with him to heal them. Right? The power is present to heal them. It is how you see it. Matter of fact, it just let's let's just take a little side journey just for a minute. Okay? You you want to learn something kind of cool? Genesis one, if you if you go to Genesis one and read through there, it, and it'll say, and God said. And God said, and God did, and God and God and God. And uh that is Really cool because we we know God. Look at your neighbor and say, I know God. Right? And that God there, that's the Hebrew word Elohim. And that means supreme creator. But you get to chapter 2, and something cool starts happening about verse 4, verse 5. It starts using a very awesome phrase, Lord God. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And that word Lord there is the Hebrew word Yahweh or covenant God before. You see, man's on the scene now. And now the the supreme creator becomes a covenant God and they move into covenant with God. And when you see the word capital L, little O, little R, little D, that is Adonai. It's God. So different places in the Bible when it's talking about Lord, it's not always talking about the same thing. Uh, God Elohim is actually a word; it's a plural word. It, it, it's not God's. It's just remember, He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they are the creative force, and it's one God. But He creates man, and all of a sudden, there's a covenant God, and He's a covenant. He's in covenant with them. It's really kind of interesting you know, when you get to Genesis. Uh, 3, did I give you that one? Genesis 3, 1, let's read here. The serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field, which the Lord God had made, the covenant God. And he said to the woman, the serpent said to the woman, hath God said, notice he, notice he doesn't call him Lord God. He just says, hasn't the creator said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And verse 2, and the woman said unto the serpent, we, we can eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God, the Creator, has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. For God, that the, notice he, he's, he's taking her attention off the fact that she's in covenant with him. And he's pulling her away from her covenant with God. And so she doesn't have a whole lot of intimacy with God yet. So she's easily distracted from Yahweh. Yahweh. Uh, and you got to understand some stuff about Yahweh is in, in the Hebrew language, every letter has a picture and a numerical value. So A would be 1, B would be 2, C would be 3, right? And, and uh, everything meant something. And God's name, Yahweh here, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, could, I could tell you the, the, the letters, it's yud Hey, vav Hey. That's how you spell it. And, and they read from right to left, and it's you know I'd put it up there, but we don't have time. Yud is a picture, and it's an open hand. Everybody say open hand. Hey is uh, it's it's the fifth letter, so it's number five. That number means grace. Okay, grace, but it's also the picture, it's the picture of revelation. And if you asked a Jew, revelation of what? They'd say, well, it depends on the sentence. So you've got an open hand of revelation, you've got to finish the sentence. Uh, Vav is the picture, and it's a peg or a nail. And then it's hey again, or revelation. So God, his name literally means it's an open hand of grace, nailed to grace. And if, if that don't just kind of paint a picture... Of somebody in your world right now. I don't know what would. And see, if she had had this revelation of if she saw God, if she if she could see the, the, the covenant she had with God, she wouldn't have been so easily separated from the protection that God had for. Her. But she didn't. But she didn't see it. That's not how she saw God yet. If you get, it's kind of cool, if you get to Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, and all of a sudden some things have changed, she spent some time with God, even during the season of correction, and she says, The Lord God hath given me a son. Now she's in covenant, and she's received something from from that God. You're not going to receive anything from God if you don't see that he's a covenant God. But once you see he's a covenant God, you'll just begin to receive from God all the goodness that he has to offer your life. Alright, well here, here they, these guys are, and, and he's there, and the power of the Lord, the power of, of covenant, of God, is, is with him to heal them, but they don't see it. And they, they don't even want to argue about it, because they're blinded to who he really is. If we go back to Luke again, and, and read that again, starting at 17, and the power of the Lord was present with him. To heal them, and behold, some men were bringing on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed, and they tried to carry him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. Now you you got to get this picture. Mark will tell you that there was this, this paralyzed guy. He was he was born of four. He was carried by four four guys. This guy here's a guy who's paralyzed. Okay, He he ain't moving around much. And Jesus is teaching, and he's got a, a conference going. He's got a, you know, a, man, you get up to where he's at and anything can happen. And this guy, this paralyzed guy, has four crazy friends. Okay, Four crazy friends that decide that they're going to carry him. And it wasn't just down the street, because if it had just been down the street, they wouldn't have been late when they got there. It was late because the crowd had showed up and they couldn't even get in so now now they get they get there and, and they're carrying their guy you know their friend they got a friend they, they, you know there's there's something about this this story that just kind of uh motivates me a little bit because we we know people we know people in our world who in, in, in different areas of their life they're absolutely paralyzed sin and and the devil and and catastrophe and chaos has absolutely paralyzed them and, you, you know, they could probably use somebody who, who cared about them enough to carry them to where Jesus is at. These guys, they get there, and there's no room, there's no room to go in the front door. And, you, you know, and I, I'm kind of imagining, you know, if it was you or me, you know, we, we, we got a friend that's paralyzing. There's a there's a healing conference going on somewhere. We just tell them we bring them back a DVD or something. But, uh, you know but these guys they they packed him up and they they hauled him all across the country and they get there and they can't get in and he's sitting there and he's going you know guys I, it's all right i know you tried it's cool but there's something in those guys and those four crazy friends that said nah, we did not carry you all the way here to not get in okay uh, we we don't give up we don't give up that quick we don 't get up man, can you imagine these guys taking a paralyzed guy Okay, and they 're going to get him up on the roof they're they 're going to get him up on the roof now and, and they 're crawling i mean they 're crawling around on the outside of the house, climbing up and, and you know if you uh, ever get the chance who are all the guys that have just been to Nepal? you know uh, remember all those rooftops you, you know and, and the rooftop thing is is really you know a, a predominant feature in the housing in that. Uh, culture, okay, and everybody's got a big old rooftop, and 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 they got big old water things up on top, and and the the water you know feeds the house, and gravity feeding and it's sitting in the sun, and they got a lot of heat, and it was warms so the water It's pretty cool, and everybody's got a rooftop. Remember David? He got in trouble hanging out on the roof, and uh, he, that's just a different message. <laughs> You know, living too close to the edge, right? Too close to the edge. If you back away from the edge, you can't see over there. But anyways, another message. But these guys, they're they're climbing up. And, you you know, I can just picture these guys, four guys, you know, one of them them getting up on top of the air conditioner and say, okay, hand Bernie to me, You you know, pick him up, you know and he's hanging on to him and he's holding him there while other guys are trying to figure out how to get up on a window and, and they're moving this dude out and probably, you know, before, before they really got flowing in that thing, I'm sure they dropped him a time or two, you know, but he's paralyzed, he can't feel nothing and it's cool. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to get him healed anyway, so if we, as long as we don't kill him before we get him in there, it'll be all right. And, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm sure one of the friends was, like, just absolutely moronic, you know, about everything. And it'll be okay. And they're going to, you know, they're going to drag him up, and they're going to get him up on the roof. Can you imagine the process these guys are going through? This is after they've carried him there. These guys have some passion, man. And he's just going, I just want to go home. <laughs> so some of you guys are in the, in the room tonight, and that's what you're thinking. Somebody drug you in here. And uh, uh, I just want out of here. And and uh, just a minute, we're going to lower you down in front of Jesus. But uh, they, they get up on the roof. They get up on the roof. And it's, we're not talking about a thatched roof. This is a... It's is a major job. Okay, they're going to start removing tiles here, and and, and you know just picture, picture the guys in, in inside there, and they're having their meeting, and they, you know, and they're, they they got their services going, and the the, the pianist is playing softly, and you know and they're trying to receive a love offering, and 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 the guys up on the roof are looking for tools, and, and because they got to take this roof off, and you know, so they're going up and down and carrying stuff around, and, you know, and I, I'm telling you, see, you you probably won't find it in your Bible, but I did a lot of research this week, and they they came up with a jackhammer, and, and they, they, because they got the tile thing, and they, they get the jackhammer, and they go to work. This is all while they're having meeting down there, you know, and you, I don't know what Jesus was preaching on, but right about there, I'm pretty sure it interrupted some. Stuff. You know, can't can't you just picture how irritated the religious people were? Uh, Or, you know, and there's all these different mindsets, all these different personalities, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, the administrative types. (laughs) Oh, they were dying. You can't do that right now. It's it's not, it's not, wait a minute. It's not on the menu. Okay. We've got an online planning center online and there is no roof digging in here and in the middle in the middle of their thing you know the jackhammer's going off and the dust is falling down and, and the, something's going on and, and their, their their paralytic friend he's like oh dear god and they tie a rope around his arms and they lower him in
2: hi what up? <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I, I, you know, it, it's kind of like a, what's that movie, Mission Impossible? <laughs> Just that far off the floor. He's been in there for a while. <laughs> you got four crazy friends, man. They're looking at him. The one dude says, Told you we'd get you in there. He's like, Pull me up. Jesus says,
2: Phew, Oh, my God.
0: L- look at what he says. When he saw their confidence in him. When he saw their confidence in him. He was spraying from the faith. He said, Man. Makes a different picture now, doesn't it? He said, man, your sins are forgiven. And now that really messed up the crowd. Who do you think you are? Forgiving him of his sins. And Jesus says, well, you know, and and, 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 I like this part. Look look at the next verse. Uh, Who is this man who can forgive sins? Look Look at one more. Jesus knowing their thoughts. That's scary. Isn't that kind of weird? Jesus knows your thoughts. Some of you perverts ought to be nervous about now. I'm telling you. Well, in a group this size, we've got to have one or two. I'm sure they're here. I mean, let's just get real, man. It's church. We're glad you're here. But uh, you're going home changed tonight. <laughs> Hello? We've been fasting and praying for you. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> knowing their thoughts, he's, he's like, What's wrong with you guys? What's, what's wrong with you guys? You know, he's not trying to protect his meeting, he's trying to protect what God's about ready to do in that man's life. L- look what he says. Which is easier, sins or walking? The guy's paralyzed, but just so you you get it, get him to walk. And I mean, can you imagine the paralyzed guy is all of a sudden and his body's back together? Check it out. I guarantee he you, you looked up. Four guys. (laughs) Four crazy friends. Four crazy friends who refused to be kept out. Four crazy friends who said there ain't no way that we're going to let a bunch of religious people keep us from doing whatever it takes to get that man in that presence, to get him positioned. To have a life changing experience. So, I got a couple questions tonight. What kind of friends do you have? Do you have friends who will do anything to get you closer to Jesus? Or do you have friends that are doing everything they can to keep you away from Him? Do you have friends who will carry you when you can't move? When fear has paralyzed you, who will, who will scoop you up and carry you into the presence of a covenant God. Do you have friends who, when you're telling them, you know what, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to cheat on my taxes. Do you have friends that say, oh, come on, everybody does it. Don't be such a prude. Come on. What kind of friends do you have? You, everybody needs some crazy friends who will believe God. Question number two, which I think is even more important, is what kind of friends do your friends have? Are you somebody who will pick them up and challenge them and tell them, look, don't you dare cave in now. We're not going to make you comfortable while you deal with your situation, we're going to infuse you with life giving hope and tell you in just a minute, you're going to walk. So get yourself ready. Strap your shoes on. And if you can't do it, bless God, we're putting them on for you. Hello. You know, a couple, a couple more scriptures and Proverbs. This First one, just throw one up there. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know, sometimes it kind of hurts when your friend tells you the truth. Hello? But your enemy, they're telling you, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not. A big, you, you, you can do can Don't get all carried away. You, you don't need to die. That's just stupid. I don't care what they tell you. All they want is your money. That, the, those kisses are deceitful. It's kind of, it's, it kind of hurts sometimes, you know, when, when, when you're dealing with greed and fear and doubt and unbelief, and your friend says, look, if you want the blessing of God, you probably ought to do what God says to do to get it. What kind of friend are you, and what kind of friend do your friends have? Look at this next one. This next one's really cool. A friend loves at all times. Don't you love that? You know, a friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity, and you know what? J- this week, as I'm getting ready and praying about this, a brother actually is. It's not a. It's not a blood relative. It's a covenant friend. It's a covenant friend, and he is. You know what's cool? Check it out. A covenant friend is born for adversity. You know what that means? Uh, remember Jonathan and David. And John's dad's trying to kill David, but John has covenant with David, and he'd he'd protect him. And he was partnered for purpose with David. He was actually, do you realize that there are some people in your life who were born, part of their purpose, part of their destiny, part of their makeup, part of their DNA, is so that you will have a strength covenant partnership on the day of adversity. now I got to I got to praying about that this week and just realizing that there's, there's people in my life that I know I, I know I can count on with my life no matter what. Because they, they were born for adversity. There's, there's days when trouble comes and they're, part of their purpose is to be a strength to me. Don't you think that's who we ought to be? See, I think sometimes we get to thinking that it's all about us, right? It's all about what I need and what I want and I'm pressing in. And we, we forget that what God's called us to, He's anointed us with Holy Ghost power so that we can go about doing good, healing all. So that we can be the guys that carry life and hope and health and vision, prosperity, to hurting, suffering people who are in our network, in our friends. You know, a friend... we're so sad, our culture, our friendship. I'm telling you, just because you follow somebody on Twitter, that does not mean they are your friend. Right? If you got your Facebook, and I got you know 900 and some friends, but uh, yeah, I got to tell you something, really, I got about eight friends. Come on, uh, you know our, our our friendship is so shallow and about this wide, it fits in an iPod. We've been called of God, anointed of God, empowered by God, infused with Holy Ghost power. We're missionaries to this city. You're a missionary. What, I, I, just want, I just want to ask you tonight, what kind of friend are you going to be? See, we, we've been talking about doing good, right? Choosing good. How about seeing good? How about having a Revelation. How about having enough intimacy with God that you get a revelation that he really is a healer? So when your friend calls up and says, the doctor says, I got cancer. You say, well, not for long. Not for long. Well, they say our marriage is swirling. Well, we're going to stand in faith and we're going to believe God. And you're probably going to have to make some changes. But we are not of those who turn back. We live by faith. What kind of friend are we going to be? Everybody needs four crazy friends. What would happen if you locked shields with a couple other people? You went to your workplace and you decided, you know what? There's not one single one of you that ought to go to hell. So I'm going to do everything I can to make it hard for you to go to hell. Isn't that kind of what we live for? Just to make it hard for people to go to hell? If you're not careful, you go to church, and we make it hard for people to go to church. You get up all the hoops and got to jump through everything, and if it looks too easy, we set the hoops on fire. But the reality is, is that somebody just needs to tear the roof off. Drop your friend in there right in front of Jesus. Right in front of Jesus. He's ready. He's prepared. Your friends are waiting on you. Your friends are waiting on you. I'm praying that we'll get a passionate desire to find everybody that God's brought into our life and find a way to share the goodness of God with them. I think there's people, even in my own life, that I need to apologize to. And I need to tell them, you know what? I've never told you how good God is. You, need to, you just need to know. Some of you are here tonight, and I hope somebody at some point has told you how good God is. That he loves you. That he cares about you. He's the first, the last, the alpha, the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He was, he is, and he is to come. You know, there's three Hebrew words that make up the word Yahweh. And it means the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come. In Hebrews, when Jesus said that, you know, the Jews heard him and they they freaked out because they, they knew what he was saying. He was saying, I'm God. But you know what's awesome about God being in the past and in the present and the future? Is that he can heal you from your past. He's got health for you in your present and he's going to send you into your future with health God loves you I want you to do me a favor I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute and I just want to ask some questions if you're here tonight say you know what I need God to heal me I need God to heal me I want God to heal me I got stuff in my past, I don't know how to deal with it. I'm dealing with stuff right now that I I need I need God to show up on the scene in my life right now. I'm looking at my future and fear grips my heart. If you're here tonight, I, I I need you to hear that God wants to be in covenant with you. Don't let the enemy separate you. So that you only see him as a creator. You need to see Him as a covenant God. A relational God. That's one that's in your present. And giving you hope and a future. and It's releasing you from the power of the pain of your past. And a God that's on your side. You need to have that revelation tonight. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what? Tom, I need God in my life. And I'm not asking you, have you ever prayed the sinner's prayer? That's not the point. The point is... Do you need God? Right now. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And I want you to make it yours. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times I, I just don't feel led to to, have, you know, to do anything that might embarrass you. But tonight there's just something on my spirit and I just feel like, you know, I've got to change up just a little bit. If you're here and you just want to know the goodness of God. You're ready for God to change your life. I'm not going to make you come forward, but I'm going to ask you right where you are just to stand to your feet. just want you to stand up and take a stand and say, okay, I'm ready for a relationship with a covenant God. I need to see him clearly. I I need him to be positioned to work in my life in ways that he's never had that ability before. Not only for myself, but so that I can be a, one of the crazy guys that will carry others into his presence. I need God to move in my life tonight in that way, in that shape, in that form. I, I need the scales removed from my eyes. I, I need to see God clearly. Just stand up and join these who are already standing. Matter of fact, what I want you to do, I lied to you. I said I wasn't going to have you come for it, but I I want you to. Would you, do you mind? Do you just step out and, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm looking at the guys that are standing. You're, you're, you're strong. Come on. We want God to make a difference in our life. You're going to have the prayer team come out and help me. I know, I know we're a little over time already tonight, but just want you to just take a minute. If you need to go, you just slip out. It's cool. We love you. But tonight, I'm just going to have the guys spread out across the front. And, but let, let, tell you what, I don't mean to embarrass you, okay? But we're going to stand in faith with you. And, you know, our sister has been given a really negative report. And she's been positioned to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Okay? And we, we refuse to allow the enemy to try to stop what God's doing in your life, in your home, in your body. Cancer is a name. And that name is going to surrender at the name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you that health and healing are going to flow through this body right now. Father, we just release it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, my sister, you, you lifted her out, and she's going to tell the whole world. Your word says, I should have died, but I lived. Now I'm telling the whole world of the goodness of my God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we bind Cancer. We command it in Jesus' name to leave this body. Father, you have anointed us with Holy Ghost power so that we could do good healing. All. We thank you for healing power. The, the, Father, in Jesus' name. We are we're not afraid. We're, we're not ashamed. And we will not back down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Guys, I just, prayer team, I just want you to go and just begin to pray for people and, uh, and just grab their hands and pray with them. And I just want to pray over everybody here. Church, would you mind just standing reaching your hands out towards these people? Father, we just come in the name of Jesus and we thank you for the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, moving, operating in this place and in these lives. We want revelation and insight to flow in us and through us. Holy Spirit, change us from the inside out. We want a revelation tonight. God, we 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 run to you. We run to you. We run to you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We just thank you, Father, for life and for hope and for health and for healing. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for the anointing of God. Just flow through my brother's life. Through my sister, right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're bringing hope. That you're bringing health. That you're bringing a future. Everything the enemy intended for evil, God, you are going to turn it and use it for good. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, areas of our life where we've been paralyzed and we've not been able to move, we rise up and walk right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your hand upon our life, for drawing us to this place. We surrender to you now. We surrender to you now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I just release the power of God to flow in your life. Draw us closer than we've ever been before. Closer than we've ever been before in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of we want to know you more, Lord. We want to know you more. Reveal yourself in a supernatural fashion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Just hang in there and pray just a little bit. Thank you, Father.
2: More of you, more of you, Jesus, more of you. I need more of you, more of you, more of you, Jesus, more of you. I need more of you, more of you. More of you, Jesus. More of you. I need more of you, more of you. More of you more of you. I need more of you. More of you. More of you, Jesus. More of you. I need more, more of you, more you I need more of you more of you more of you Jesus more of you I need more of you more you, Jesus, more of you. I need more of you. God, you lifted me up. God, you lifted And I'll tell all the world God you lifted me out God you lifted me out And I'll tell all the world God you lifted me out God you lifted me out And I'll tell all the world God, you lifted me out. God, You lifted me out. And I'll tell all the world. Sing it out. You lifted me. God, You lifted me out. God, You lifted me out. And I'll tell all the world. God, You lifted me out. God, you lifted me out and I'll tell all the world. Come on, give Him praise tonight. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise your mighty name. We praise your mighty name, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. He's worthy. You're worthy, Lord. You're a good God. You're a great God. Greatly to be praised. God, you lifted me up. God, you lifted me up. And I'll tell all the world God, you lifted me out. God, you lifted me out. And I'll tell all the world, I'll tell them, Lord. God, you lifted me out. God, you lifted me out. And I'll tell all the world, I'm gonna let the world know you lifted me, Lord. God, you lifted me out. God, you lifted me out, and I'll tell all the world, I'll give you one more praise, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, I magnify your holy name, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Praise you, Lord.
0: Praise your name. The Spirit of God is awesome. Father, we love you. We love you.
2: Jesus, lover of my soul Jesus, I'll never let you go You've taken me from the mighty clear You set my feet upon the rock Now I know I love you I need you Though my world may fall I'll never let you go My Savior My closest friend I will worship you Until the very end Jesus Lover of my soul Jesus I'll never let you go You've taken me from my clay you set my feet upon the rock now I know I love you I need you though my world may fall I'll never Never let you go, my Savior, my closest friend. I will worship You until the very end. Sing, I love You, Lord. I love, I need You. I, though my world may fall, I'll never let You go. My Savior, my closest friend I will worship you until you're Sing, I love you, I love you I need you, though my world may fall My Savior, my Savior My closest friend I will worship you Until the very end We worship you, Lord We worship you, O God We honor you, our King Our life, our song, our everything. Be glorified. Everything we do, oh Lord. We're not too busy for you. Come walk among us. Come restore us, Lord. Refresh, renew, revive. Come be Lord. Be lifted high. You are our King. Else shall I my everything,
1: my.
0: Can't you just feel it? Just want you to hang out here just for a minute. And again, if you you need to go, feel free. Just slide out. But We're gonna let we let the Holy Spirit move. And there's there's some folks who've the heart's been wounded. God wants to make you whole. He's orchestrated this day, this night. He's got you to this place. He's got us to this place so He could meet you here. You've struggled with depression. You've tried to get out from under it, but you just can't. You just need the presence of God to come Release you. Just just meet him right here. Just come to the altar tonight. Just meet him right here. He's here.
1: We love you, Lord.
2: We're hungry for more of you. We're desperate for you, Lord. We need more, and more of you. Heal us, Lord. Make us new, oh God, we run. sacrifice me that I could see now you call me your own. I'm a joiner to a throne I don't deserve it this love is perfect i Father, never in love, grace and mercy, you are more. Me, sacrifice me
1: that I could see.
2: Now you call me your own. I'm a joint heir to your throne. You call me, now you call me. joint heir to your throne. You called me your own. Now you call me your own. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I'm a joint heir to your throne. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. these
0: You love the Lord. Amen.